Fuck it, we'll call it Noah Lee Pod. What the hell? Who cares? No! Yeah! No! Mainly because I need the Brotherly Pod 100th episode to be pushed back like another week, so we can't waste a Brotherly Pod on this one. So it can be Noah's show for the day. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Fine, I'll allow it. <laughs> so it's Noah Lee Pod. Katie, it's great to get you on Noah Lee Pod. <laughs> Shut up, Noah. That's her living I'm about, to, I'm about to drop off this guy. I think you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you now need to follow the, the Twitter because you're now on the show. Absolutely not. I think that's the rules. <laughs> that is the rules. Well, <clears throat> since we've got the best friends back together here. Hi, Katie. So- <laughs> Hi, Noah. <laughs> it's, it's your favorite duo back together. <laughs> Katie and Noah. Noah and Katie. This is the most fun I have recording throughout the week, is this one. Oh, that makes me feel special. The, the camaraderie here is fun. Because usually this podcast is just sad and negativity, as people like to call it, because the flyers suck ass. But I feel like I've some fun here. We gotta we gotta breathe some positivity back into the, the Flyers fan base. We won! Yeah. We Sam did. Moran won! Thanks to Samuel Moran! The Moran. greatest defenseman and greatest forward of all time. Dan, how can you be sad anymore? Daniel Moran, sc- uh, Sam Moran. It's not a bad idea. I should change your name. Just change your name. Say, look, I already have the name change. That's just one step closer. Get some paperwork going tomorrow. <laughs> was a, uh, was you can't the... be sad anymore. Was it, it, was, it wasn't the prettiest goal, wasn't but the it was a goal. goal. It wasn't the prettiest game. It was a one nothing game, Rangers, for a, a vast majority there. Flyers got one. Uh, tied it up, and then Moran got the game winner. It was a very boring game of hockey, which is, I guess I'll take that, rather than getting blown out of the fucking water every night. You know, when they hey, do okay. kind of play competitively, yeah. it, was a, it was a very slow game. Uh, and then uh, Sam, Moran, Sam Moran won, and everybody was happy. Which is kind of, like, uh, if they, like, I don't know. I don't believe in those moments that turn everything around. But, like, if there was ever a time to get out of this shitty funk they've been in, what better than Sam Moran scoring a goal, right? If they don't, if they can't rebound from this, you can't rebound with anything. Just remember, guys, Sam Moran should no longer be considered an option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Sam should, uh, to dunk hey, on him. 
Whoever who wrote that? Whoever wrote that? Sam Moran needs to send them a like a gift basket. Thank you. Thank you for jinxing me. <laughs> it's like the the Michael Jordan meme where it's like, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's great. And then I wrote a piece. I wrote a diss track in return of that, and said he should be an option. And he is an option. He's their best defenseman right now, and he I don't showed, even he think showed it's yesterday, close. Yeah. He, I, I heard he had a really solid game. I, he I was only good. able to. He's a perfectly competent defenseman right now, which is like was you, only... all you can ask of this core right now. Yeah, really. He yeah. actually plays defense, which is something we haven't seen this season. I, I'm a sucker for a big defenseman. I, I, that's just my era that I grew up in. I don't like these small offensive defensemen that are shitty defensively, you know, like the Travis Sanheims and Gossesbers. I don't like those players. I never did. I would rather have guys that are big, beefy dudes that stand in front of the net and play defense. You know? And if they're going to chip in a goal and make it some kind of monumental fucking thing every now and again, more power to you. You know, Mike Rothschi, right there. Matthias Tiemann, right there. Danny Markov, Marcus Ragnarsson. Like, the whole wall is filled with these big oaths from back in the day that I grew up on. You know, Moran throws back to that, and people hate him. More analytics, <laughs> I'm Yo, not salty about it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, but just, <laughs> Miranda, Fun fact, that's under, uh, that whew. exact description is what uh, Dan put on his grinder profile. Big beefy men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say I like, I like having, um, I like having <laughs> them fix. Okay. Katie, are you Okay. <laughs> Am I ever? <laughs> I, Dan, I, I, had to, say, I had to mute. I'm sorry. I was laughing too much. I will say I like having a bit of a mix, but more more having those big those big guys who can defend and hit. Like they can be offensive oh, defensemen if their offense makes up for their defense. If you have somebody Eric Carlson esque who's gonna put up 80 points but doesn't play defense, more power to you. When you have somebody like Gossesberry who scores once every you know 15 games and doesn't do shit in between, doesn't do anything for me. Hey, to Shane Gostas Bear's credit, he could be considered a goaltender this year with how many shots he stopped from going in the net. So goalie in Philly right now. Ghost has been pretty good this season. I'm not gonna lie. I've enjoyed watching him. He should get the Flyers Award for best goaltender at the end of this year. He very well. Please. (laughs) They're not a lot of good options. (laughs) Can they please do that? I'm gonna I'm gonna start a petition. It's gonna start a GoFundMe. Petition. But uh yeah, circling back to that, I I definitely think you need like at least one of those kinds of guys like on every on every yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you if well, you have a defense yeah. just made up of like Shane Gossis Bear and Eric Carlson types, I Which like that's just right now. that just like doesn't really work stylistically. Like if you got a bunch of short guys short wimpy guys who you know can't block shots they can move really fast but you know Sanheim, at the end of the day Myers, Provorov, Goss's bear like their entire think, core is that right now I think you I think the perfect mix I think if you have two offense two guys who are like would be considered offensive defensemen if you have two of those guys who can who can do that and then the rest are two-way or defensive guys I think that's a good mix yeah yeah, I like that. Defense coming from the back somebody end. Somebody that can do it, but you don't want but, all the guys yeah. that can do it. God, it's hot. Because once you have everybody becoming a, you know, 
an offensive defenseman who's a defensive liability, then that's not that's not defense anymore. You know, at at that point, just make them a forward. I've been on that train for Shane Goss's Bear for a couple seasons now. <laughs> well, I bet you look pretty stupid now because he's one of their best defensemen this year, don't you know? <laughs> yes, I'm. I look really stupid now because he's our best goal. <laughs> <laughs> He looks stupid anyway. I think it's the glasses. <laughs> the finally takes off glasses. <laughs> yeah, but now you can't see us, so. I can't still see. A little blurry. Just barely. Just barely. Blurry. Oh, God. It's, mostly, it's mostly letters. <laughs> yeah, I put on Twitter uh, this morning, yesterday. Like It reminds me of that movie, the, the Christmas and the wartime thing. Where they all put on pause for a day to stop fighting and celebrate. Like, that's what I feel like. I'm still very angry at the Flyers. Fuck them still. But I can celebrate for a day that Sam Rand did something and they gotta win. Tomorrow when they lose to the Sabres, however, oh, I'm gonna be pissed again. Why would you speak that into existence? This is gonna happen. Why would you do it? Sam Rand's gonna go uh, but, but no, yeah, I mean, it, it is... It's, it's so great for Samuel Moran. I mean, he was drafted what, like... Almost eight years ago at this point. 2,127 and... days, I believe it was. Ooh. Eight years. But yeah, so it's it's been a long time coming. He's, you know, been fighting back through, what, two ACL tears in the same knee. Yep. And to, f- like, every time, you know, he was going to come up and, and play for a spot on the team, it just, it was never really the right time or he didn't really gel well. And this year, he kind of finally has his shot with the defense being as abysmal as it is. Uh, so to to watch him get that first goal yesterday and him, the post game really was what got me where he was like, this is the best day of my life. Like, how could you not get emotional watching that? It's just, it's so great. I was so happy yesterday. Like, I can't even tell you last time I was happy watching the Flyers. And I was just sitting here like, yeah, <laughs> like a fucking idiot. I want to imagine. I want to imagine Dan just jumping up and down like a little schoolgirl who just got asked to prom. Bro, it was totally like that. That's exactly <laughs> what I was describing. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I got the, when I got the score alert yesterday, I didn't even realize that that was his first goal. I was just like, oh, Sam scored. Good for him. But then when I like looked later, I was like, wait a second. That was his first NHL goal? Yeah. Aw. I know. It feels weird to think that it is now his first NHL goal. And Dan... Don't hate me. <laughs> I mean, you would expect that uh, in 2021, you're not talking about a 2013 first round picks first NHL goal. But you know what? He did it in probably one of the most, probably one of the most clutch goals this season. Because think about if we lose yesterday's game, like Again. that's the, that's just even though it's not an eight to three or nine, nothing blowout to the ring. That's still three losses in a row to a team that is, that was still not supposed to be in the playoffs. I believe they dropped them in the standings if they would have won yesterday. Yeah. And I believe they still didn't have their coaching staff yesterday, right? Chris Noblatt was still there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Three games with a backup coaching staff for a team that is all potential like that that's demoralizing no matter 
it doesn't matter what's I going on. I thought for sure they weren't going to score yesterday. I thought it was going to be one nothing. Shesterkin looked unbeatable for most of that game. He did. Game. I was surprised we got one past him. I'm surprised Sam Moran got one past him, <laughs> of all people. Much needed win. Yeah, it was It was definitely great to see. And I mean, I don't think Samuel Moran is, is you know, going to be the savior of the defense. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dan. But... Yeah, it was it was just really great to see him get into the lineup and, and score after after all this time and to silence the haters that were were coming for him this past weekend. Who'd have thunk that that the scores yesterday were going to be Nolan Patrick and Sam Moran? Oh, that's my music, Nolan Patrick. Let's go. <laughs> great segue, you, Noah. Great you, segue. Partners, let's let's do this. King is back. But uh. Yeah, I, I've I've been saying for a little bit now that even even though Nolan Patrick has been snake bitten on the scoreboard, he has quietly been playing very well, and I think th- especially this past week was the best example of that. Because in a couple of the Rangers games, and I think the Devils game too, he had some really really solid chances to score, and he just like you know, I think he's been co- all over couldn't there. finish the job. He and, and Konechny, who I don't particularly care for at the moment either. Like, they have both been around the net quite a bit over the last three or four yeah. games. And especially with Patrick, like, I, I don't think he's anything special. I don't particularly care for the guy anymore. But I, you could definitely feel that he had one coming. You know, I, I don't think it's reasonable that he's getting all this goddamn power play time. But uh, he was around the net. He's working hard. He's doing the right things. I think he's a guy, uh, you know, you can reasonably sign for, like, three more years this summer and just sit him on your fourth line for the end of time. And he plays perfectly fine hockey. You know, he's one of those guys that is not going to make a lot of mistakes. You know, he may not have the drive to be, you know, a top six forward at any time. But he's not going to make anything. You know, he's not going to do anything wrong. So, from that perspective, I don't really mind. But it, it is still, you know, you want to see more out of that given his, his pedigree and what he's supposed to be. But as as what he is now, which is, you know, your fourth line center, it's kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's playing perfectly fine in his role right now. I think I think we still have yet to see Nolan Patrick at his best. I don't think I we're going to get so. Nolan Patrick. Yes, Noah. Good takes. Get, good takes. I don't think we're going to see what Nolan Patrick could have been before this past year. I think this past year, like, like, really, uh, I mean, it, it sure seemed like it would have been like a huge step back. And I don't think he's going to be as dominant as any of us thought he was going to be back when we drafted him second overall, but I, I still think he's going to be a very good second line center like in five years time. I think, I think he'll be a good second line center, not <laughs> five years. I'm going to be dead in five years. If we make it that long, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I absolutely agree with you on this. Noah. It's be in Columbus in five years. Kevin Hayes is it's about the end of Kevin Hayes's contract. Yeah, and I fucking hate that too. But uh Noah, I actually agree with you wholeheartedly on this that? one. You guys are getting closer. Look at that. us getting along. We're bonded. Um <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh we have yet to see the best of Nolan Patrick. Um I definitely don't think he's gonna reach the lofty standards um that you know are expected of a second overall pick um unfortunately just the migraines have kind of derailed things i mean i would obviously love to be wrong but i think at 
at his best, he will probably be a very reliable middle six forward. Middle six center. I mean, that's that's really kind of what you have to hope for at this point. If he can be more than that, absolutely fantastic. But I think you can easily slot him in, you know, in a couple of years on your third line or your second line. And, you know, he'll he'll be good there. He's yeah. not going to be like a super point getter or anything. Those are words. Um, <laughs> he's not going to be a scoring machine. There we go. That's more articulate. Um, but I think he, he will just be quietly solid like he's always been. You know, Nolan Patrick has never been the most outspoken person. Um, and I think his play kind of reflects that. He is very much somebody who just likes to put his head down, do his thing, and then just be on his merry way. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Nolan Patrick turns into, like, a career, like, 45, 50-point score, a 55, maybe reach, like, 70, like, once or twice. What? I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yeah, I think I think that would be ideal. If he can have a long career. If he can have a long career with it. Because, I mean, th- there's always that possibility that the migraines come back to Sponsored to just, by Exception and, or something. So, yeah. Sort of like a like a Braden Shen, but not as feisty. Yeah. Uh, Braden Shen, the good old days. Remember when he took the skate to the abdomen and scored the OT winner? I do. I do remember that game. That was remember so the long ago. On the bench, like getting it, like all getting the cut, all like um, whatever, like like I don't remember what they were putting on it, but they like showed them like some sort of ointment. Yeah. Cut. Yeah, they were putting, like, the ointment or something on, like, the cut. I was like, the hell? That was good. 15 or 16-year-old me, whenever that was, was living. <laughs> when they show his abs on the TV. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that that was what Flyers Twitter was like at that exact moment. Everyone was like, take yeah, a picture of this. Those were simpler days on Flyers Twitter, yeah. Simpler days when... Those he- were the days. <laughs> <laughs> Back when we were all friends and everybody was a meme page and Dan the Flyer <laughs> fan wasn't renownedly hated by everybody. Was Did you just day. insinuate that Noah and I are friends? Well, no. Not you, but everybody in general. It wasn't other such a goddamn war zone back then. <laughs> other people, Katie. Other people were friends with Katie. I don't think, were you around back then, Noah? Were you um, Flyers Noah, Twitter? Noah was like the ripe would... age of five. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> back in 2015, Katie. <laughs> that is your real name. You don't, yeah, you don't know that. It it's might not be my real name. name. <laughs> <laughs> is I don't know anything about her, other than what she's let on. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna keep it that way. <laughs> but I, I was, I'm not. I wasn't in the community like I am now. But uh, I was also it was also my other account because then it got banned because they found out I uh, I made that account before I turned thirteen. So illegal. You know the brotherly puck? Uh, no, but it was a brotherly puck account. Almost didn't exist because of that issue. When I was setting the thing You're up, telling me that when I when I set the thing up, it was just like put a you know your birthday. So just me being dumb, I put in the date that the site launched. Which we would have been like a week old at that point. And they're like, You're under thirteen, you're locked out. I'm like, Well shit. 
<laughs> I just send a picture of my fucking driver's license to Twitter so they could be verified that I was of age and unlocked the thing. And I was like, oh, that's being wow. like you're a week old. How are you? Like, <laughs> verify. Well, I thought you were just up a early. I, think I'm, I'm, I can articulate words. <laughs> right out of the womb. Let me make a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get him likes early. Flyers are bad. Oh, he takes right after his father. <laughs> the, uh, Twitter in the late 90s, so it would have been great. Popped out of the womb, been like, hey, Lyric Lindros! Nick would have been 35 already, and Manny, M-A-N-N-Y. You know he didn't spell out his name on Frequent Flyer on Friday because we bullied him into doing it. I know, I heard. I felt so bad. I'm... <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. I don't want to do Manny. it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. Is, it, is it we bullied him or you bullied him, Dan? I think it was Noah, actually. It's no, always no, Noah. You're Mr. Chaos. You're, you're, you're the one launching this goddamn geriatric war here, Noah. I always just say Nick's I always say Nick's old. You go after Manny. Back, back in those days, Noah was just a concept. <laughs> it's a dream in the distant future. <laughs> Happy um, accident. Right there waiting moment. to happen. <sighs> but yeah so we did we did unfortunately get blown out again by the rangers but hey we scored this time yeah that's all i can ask for Let they play tomorrow too i'm so tired of these games every other day i need a vacation from this bullshit I'm they sick. could use a vacation from us i'm sure i'm so sabers tomorrow and wednesday and then, hell lord help us all, they play the Islanders, Bruins, Bruins, Islanders. I believe there's another Bruins game there. Cry. Listen, like, I, this easy stretch they were supposed to be on, where they kept getting blown up by the Rangers and Devils. Well, this was when they're supposed to pick up all these points before they went into this super difficult stretch. Now they yeah, have to get their shit pain. together and go into this super difficult stretch. It's like, oh, man. This is, this is just straight up pain. This is I'm not sure if you guys are at the same point I am, but I literally hate watching the games mostly because of it's the same damn people every fucking game. I don't want to watch another Flyers-Penguins game, another Flying Flyers-Sabres game. I don't want to watch any of those teams for another three seasons play the fly i honestly might not watch any flyers game against any of those seven teams <laughs> next Ever season again. if we could never play the islanders again just i would be so happy yeah. i i can't i can't do it anymore i used yeah. to not hate them that much because i have ties to long island but now they just like <laughs> make me want to jump off a cliff you like the mafia I think no. My I, dad's from Long I Island. The, I like watching the Islanders games the most because it feels like we played them the least. I think we played the Devils the least, actually. I, think about that, but I, I thought was, we played them all the same amount of times. Or do you just mean right now? Well, so far, right oh, now, okay, okay. Right now. Yeah, I think it's the Devils. I have had enough of these in division games. I want to watch us play like. I don't want to watch Colorado. Play, play Vegas. I want to watch. No, they would lose badly. They're losing to the goddamn Devils. Who cares if they play Colorado? I I don't care who we lose to. I just want to watch us lose to someone different. (laughs) Exactly. 
Is that too much to ask for? It's all I yes, want unfortunately. I for these same games. It was a cool concept at first, but now I'm kind of like, nah. Let's let's see, get some. some yeah, we have to watch them there. get just just get bullied by the Islanders and Bruins for the next week. Oh God. You know what the shittiest thing is? The earliest we can possibly play a team besides the Bruins, Sabers, Capitals, Islanders, Rangers, Devils, or Penguins Easter Conference. is. Yeah, the conference final. Yep. Round well, we're three. not making it there, honey. Exactly. We're not even we're not the make it there. Yeah, if we make like even right if we now. make the playoffs, we're not gonna make it to the third round. So we're not gonna see them until October, wow. possibly. This division is it, just being run away with right now. Capitals have fifty points in first place. Islanders have forty eight in second. Penguins have forty six in third. Bruins have thirty nine in fourth. Flyers on the outside looking in with thirty six. They're ten points behind third place. For Christ's sake, yeah. The Bruins have three games in hand, and they have a three point lead on them. Not Yikes. great. Not good. Not. Good. Everyone was saying that that this has to be the Penguins' year that they start falling off. I feel they like I've said not. that every year for like five years. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've, I've said that for at least the last three years. There's no and... way they can win this year, right? Actually, fucking... last year was good because they didn't make it into the playoffs, and I was like, ha, I was right. But yeah, this season they've been, they've been all right. You know why? It's because they have Mark Friedman. Oh my God, Lord help my fucking save us all. You like, you like that segue? You I, like that? Not a day has gone by where I don't have somebody either on my timeline or in my mentions talking about Mark Friedman. I can't believe we let him go, Daniel. He's a star in Pittsburgh. First of all, he's played two games for the Penguins. He's been on either Taxi Squad or IR ever since. Because I'm pretty sure he's still dealing with a thing when Patrick killed him in that game. <laughs> but well, like, it's... They just let him score against them in like his first game with the Penguins, and he then keeps has just these not interviews seen where he's like, "I hate Philly. It's a dirty city." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up. You played Allentown. Allentown's a goddamn dirty city. Get over it." Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah okay? I, I saw that well, today. Like he didn't play like what ten games in Philly? Something like that. What, what was it like? That even ten seems high. How many? Yeah, how many games uh, did Mark Friedman play? I'll, for I'll, I'll read. I'll read the exact quote, and it's, and this is from the an interview he did with the Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle. It says, "quote There is more of a homier feel here than Philadelphia. It's not as busy, not as noisy, nicer people. It's not as dirty, especially in Cranberry where I live. It's just a great neighborhood." End quote. He played eleven games with the Flyers, <laughs> and they probably. Either had him going back to Allentown, or they put him up in a nice, fancy hotel. Friedman is one of those guys I saw a whole lot of over the last three years, I think, with the Phantoms, as an avid, uh, avid Phantoms goer that I was. It's just like, this guy was nothing special. He only has like half a dozen goals to his name during you know, his uh, Phantoms tenure, and he was fine defensively, but it wasn't anything over spectacular. He's a guy that just doesn't have an identity. And he doesn't fit in the NHL in the modern landscape. If he came around to, like, the mid-2000s when everybody was still the Mike Rathge size and all you had to be was small and fast to get around him, he probably would have been really successful. But these days when he's just a nondescript, like, 5'10 dude who just exists, there's just nothing special about the guy. 
you know, he's a fine puck mover and whatnot, but you have, you know, Travis Sanheim who's already getting his ass kicked every single night in that role. He just doesn't have a big future in the NHL. These people are like, well, it's asset management. Fletcher let him go for nothing. <laughs> okay. And I said, what are they going to do? Get a six round pick from the guy who goes, well, it's something. And it's like, oh my God. I just, I don't know. Who cares? Like he's just fucking pick. saving grace. Oh, Daniel, that six round pick can turn into the next Connor McDavid. Didn't yeah. you know that? Oh, Christ. I think... Let me go back and tell you every every NHL superstar to ever be drafted in the sixth round, Daniel. You could probably count them on, like, one hand. Number one. Um, but I, I think part of the reason people are so, like, attached to Mark Friedman is that he was one of the guys that was included in, like, what, like, the big four or five, like, D-men... Like, the prospects they had, like, all those years ago when they were imagining, like, Sanheim and Moran and, and Gostasper and Friedman. Like, oh, and Haig. Sanheim. Like, like, Haig. Yeah. like those, those were, like, the big five that everybody was really excited for. And Mark Friedman just, like, he didn't pan out to be anything special. Okay, cool. But people just, like, can't get over that he's not on the team anymore. The active points leader for sixth-round picks is Mark Stone. After that, Cam Atkinson, Matthew Perot, Anders Lee, Nick Bonino, Jared Spurgeon, Carl Hagelin. Then all of a sudden we drop off real quick. Patrick Maroon, Paul Byron, Kevin LeBanc, uh, Leo Kamarov, Jesper Fast, Nate Thompson! Nate Thompson was a sixth-round oh, pick! Look no. at that! Son of a bitch! Zach Ronaldo. Uh, there was a time when Zach Ronaldo used to be my favorite flyer. He was fun back in the day. I liked he was he was not good, but it was just great to watch him beat the shit out of people. There are only forty active players who at least have one point from sixth round picks. That's it, and four of them are stars. But sure, we need that sixth round pick. Dumb. Everything's dumb. But you could use that sixth round pick and package it with our own sixth round pick to move up into the fifth round. To get Montreal's seventh round pick. To be fair, though, Montreal did draft a goaltender prospect Caden in Primo. the seventh round. Caden Primo. That's correct. Son of former flyer Keith Primo. My favorite flyer growing up. Behind Robert. You know the sixth round pick? And he looks damn good, Caden Primo. He looked really good. It does look really good. Might be turn turn out to be something special. Pavel Datsuk was also a sixth round pick. Was he really? I didn't know that. Yep. End of the sixth round in 1998. If everybody wants to know late round picks, there's a top five on the website somewhere about best late round picks. You know, look at that. Shit. Did you write that, Noah? No, Mr. I did. Mr. Redraft. I no, top I look at my flyers. <laughs> Detroit was really good at those uh, late draft picks. I think, like, Henrik Zetterberg was a seventh-round pick. Yeah, Datsuk. um, This isn't a draft pick, but the infamous uh, Chris Draper, $1 man. Found him in Winnipeg. $1 for Chris Draper. Uh, Nabokov was a late-round pick. I think uh, uh, Lundqvist was. I think Pecorino was as well. Taro Sujimoto, Taro Sujimoto, right? Motorola? No. What? Taro Samsung? Sujimoto. Do you, do you know? What? Taro Sujimoto. He was a, 
Why are we talking about cell phones? <laughs> Motorola, <laughs> Samsung? What is this? <laughs> he Maxim was... Shushko? <laughs> he was a... Uh... <laughs> Back in the... Was it the 70s or 80s? Back when Nick uh, was born. He was... He was the Buffalo Sabres' 11th round pick in the 1974 NHL draft. He was a baseball player from Japan. Cool. Wait, waste all of our time with that info. I'm surprised. There's your your random fact of the day from Mr. Chaotic Evil over here. I just wrote about somebody that was drafted late. Who the fuck was it? Well, come on, Noah, it's your show. Lead the conversation. I had, I had something I wanted to talk about, but it just it, it left my mind once we started talking about Motorola. Damn it, Noah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, 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 I remember, I remember. Noah, you, you're the trade guy, right? So, there have been well, rumors swirling uh, around that the Flyers have shifted their... Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> when did I become the trade guy? <laughs> well, I don't know. You're. I always see you talking about potential trades. In fact, right before we got on this, I just saw you tweet a list of players that the Flyers were not trading. Oh for. yeah, I saw that. You piece of so... shit. Way to put the good vibes out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> they're so, not getting line in. They're not we're, getting get draw. They're not getting this one. You sound like some fucking bitter old man that's on Flyers Twitter. Where's Frank when you need him? Noah is a bitter old man. <laughs> That was that was the stir in the community. <laughs> you're, you're the community pot stir. I thought that I was Dan's job. Yeah, that is my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the chaotic evil, man. My job is to put shitty takes. Okay, so what's the trade? But, what's but the anyway, trade? so I I think <laughs> there was a report from Elliot Friedman or or one of those guys this week, um, that. The Flyers have shifted, sort of shifted their focus uh, from trading for Matias Ekholm, which we've talked about on the show together, to Ryan Ellis. How we, how we feeling? I did, I did see a, I did see something that, uh, that Ellis, I don't know if I saw that the Flyers were looking at Ellis, but I did see something I that said that Ellis for Winnipeg be, that was like Cole Perfetti, a first round pick, and and somebody else I was like, holy shit. It's a big haul. But isn't Nashville, like, back in the playoffs or just shy of the playoffs? Like, they've worked – they've won, like, six of their last seven or something. They're, like, right back that, in it now. It's like, that's oh unfortunately why I think they, like – Like, there's no way they while, their top two defensemen. While, while oh. I think if the Flyers were to trade for a defenseman, the Predators would kind of be their best bet with the – yeah, with the way the Predators have been playing – they've sort of snuck very, very close into the playoff race. So unfortunately, if they're going to trade for somebody on the team, it's probably going to have to wait to the off season. But I do think Ryan Ellis is an intriguing option because in his press conference this week, Chuck Fletcher said he wanted to make trades that not only benefit the team in the short term, but also the long term. And the thing with Matias Ekholm is that his deal, I think, expires Next at year. the end, either at at the end of next year, yeah. whereas Ryan Ellis is signed for, um, it's like five or six more years after this, I think at like a 6.7 hit. So, so load Nashville, uh, he's into a eight year, $5 million 
Uh, oh, wait, eight-year, $50 million contract. How the hell is he? Oh, he's on IR. Holy Jesus, he's got a long time left on that deal. Yeah, 6.25. Six years left at, yeah, six years left at 6.25. Oh, God, that eggplant. Oh, 6.25. That's better than I was, that's better than I said. So that, so he'll be under contract until he's 36 at 6.25. Is that really when that contract ends, when he's 36? He's 30 now. He's 30 right now, and there's six years left, so, yeah. That's your college education right there. Way to go. I, 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 you can earn your tuition. <laughs> there he month. goes. Paying it back tenfold. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so is, that, is that somebody that you guys think the Flyers should trade for? Yes. Or Ryan contract is one that can definitely turn into – not like a PK Subban contract, but like I could see that turning into a into a bad contract. Well, yeah, Kevin Hayes is going to be a bad you look contract. At also, Sean Gattari is going to be a bad contract. They already signed his stupid ass. So, I mean, well hey, like, no Sean Gattari slander on this show. Not this. He's say, your reigning Selkie Trophy winner. Yeah, and they're going to pay Put some shit ton of money. And he's going to break his down. Name. All right, so I like Ryan Ellis. I've I've been a I've been a fan of his. Like, I, was born I wouldn't say a fan. I wouldn't say a fan, but like I I like Ryan Ellis, but he's also been in a Nashville defensive core that has had guys like Roman Yossi, Matias Ekholm, Shea Weber, PK Subban, all Former there. Former Shea Weber. So like, well, what could have been? So. I, I'm not as much. I'm. Ekholm does I'm, give you the opportunity to opt out at a rather sooner rate than somebody like Ellis would. Yeah. But Ellis is probably the superior player now. I, Ellis is the superior player. He's probably the better player now and in the future. And in but the future, yeah. I I would rather see. I mean. The Flyers should be looking to get rid of big contracts like his. Versus yeah. Trying to, bring trying to get rid of big contracts. Yeah. Plus. I'm not sure how Ellis would be in a system where is he a righty or a lefty? He's the he's the best. He's the I think best he's a righty. Because Ellis coming to this team, he, he is a righty. It would, it would be him and Provorov as like the top as like our two like NHL level defensemen, and um and Sam Moran. Fuck you. And Sam Moran. <laughs> I forgot he. I forgot he's a defenseman again. Sorry. Greatest forward and defenseman of all time. Um, but like, like uh, Ryan Ellis has had elite defensemen surrounding him his whole career. So like, are you telling see... me Travis Sanheim is not elite? <laughs> Flyers Twitter has told me otherwise. I might not go that far, Daniel. Mm. I mean, he's he's definitely been been pretty solid. Um, he's he's a great defenseman. Duncan, <laughs> great defenseman, but like like I said, like his contract is one that can turn into an albatross in his fourth, fifth, sixth year. So is Kevin Hayes. So, that's true, true. But yeah, I think that I think that could be said of 
a few players on the six team as well right now. And this, yeah, t- six, six point two is not that bad. bad. It's less than it's James not like they're paying him ten million dollars. It's, it's not a nine million dollar deal. Like it's not like it wouldn't be the worst contract, like I said. But like it, it just seems like at this point, if you're like they're gonna try and get money out, like. The whole reason for getting rid of guys like Jake Voracek and, and all like that, it's it's because they have these high cap hits, and you we're trying to get money out so we can use that money for the future that is coming in yeah. right now. Most of those guys are already signed. But like, what what future do we have coming in? Cam York, you, you need is to that it? Get rid of money to bring in people like Ellis and bring in those veteran guys yeah. that are very good and. Have money to bring them in. Getting rid of mm. JVR seven million dollars to bring in Ellis to six point two. That's what that's about. It's not all the young guys are signed outside of you know Joel Farabee, who's probably realistically just going to get some kind of bridge deal, and Phil Myers will need a contract sooner or later. But everybody Ellis, worth the shit is here. Patrick Ellis could be a good like Ellis could be a good like he could be a a better version of Matt Niskanen for us. I mean, he he could potentially be that like. <laughs> Still I mean, I think, I think, I think he is that right now. It's just that the the big be... one of the biggest reasons that the defense is so bad this season is because Provorov doesn't have yeah. a steady guy to play with every night. And, and if you can get would... Ryan Ellis to be that guy for the next five six years, like that, that is what is going to help shore up the well. team. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right there. It's finding somebody not just another Matt Niskanen for one year. You need somebody you can partner with him for the yeah. fucking rest of time and let it happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, like, I mean, I'm not for or against the deal. I have to, I'd have to see the trade before me. I think like, that'd be to, a like, hefty return really as well, which is probably yeah. Good. I'm gonna that, have to, like. That's the other thing I heard is that like, like the trade. The trade is what you would think really would be bad. Like Ellis would be fucking way up there. Like I, I just don't. I'm not for against the trade. Um, Ryan Ellis could be a great addition to the team. He he could just not fit here. I you gotta I don't take know. Some gambles. That's the kind of mentality that that yeah. Ron Hextall had. That, well, we could, but everything's gonna go badly if we bring him in. Like fuck off. If you, I want to see them try. If they bring in Ryan Ellis, yeah. you bring the ship. You bring Ellis. You bring home Anthony Mantha. You bring home Matthias Ekholm. You bring home Dougie. Bring all this and happen, and you still fail. At least you say you tried. Going yeah. out right now and losing like this, not doing anything, not firing anybody. This is bullshit, right? Like you want to see mm. that effort exactly. level brought in. And yeah, Ellis I, comes in and shits the bed. Tough shit, but you know what? You tried, Fletcher. It's all that matters. I, I mean, I would be, I would be very open to an Ellis trade. I would be, like. I, this team, in my opinion, needs a facelift. Like they're yeah, like a Joan Rivers face. That's how that's how you give a facelift to the team is you bring in a solid defenseman. A that's well, not a, well, you're not going to find a superstar guy that's 24 that's available. Yeah. Guy, they, one trade is not Heiskanen on the team all of a sudden. He's not going to be. No, available. I'm not thinking we're going to get that. But Even like John Klingberg's in his what mid 20s already. 25, 26, like. 20. I don't know. I mean, like, you, you need that one veteran guy with Provorov, and I think Ellis would be the guy. If you want to talk about bringing in a younger guy, think about a fucking Sanheim and replace him. Get rid of Myers and replace him. Find younger guys that are competent players. You know, that's I also don't I think I don't think that a Hamilton would be 
I don't think he's a viable option for us. I don't think. Oh hell no, he's gonna get paid big money. I don't. I don't, I don't, think, out. I don't, I don't know think Carolina wants to give him up anyway. Especially if they win this year. I don't know what Carolina's cap looks like, but I mean, it might be for them. It might be um, whether or not they can actually pay him. Oh, because he's a free agent at the end of this year, right? Yes. So uh, Carolina. They got a whole lot of players coming off the books. That's a very so it's expensive possible. defense I... core they have, though. Holy shit. Between it's very guys. possible. Yeah, their defense is banging. Slavin, so... Shea, Pesci. It's a lot of they're going to want to keep Slavin. Uh, well, I mean, they're going to have. They're going to keep him because he. So Dougie Hamilton is the only player that I'm seeing that on their defense that is that has to get a new contract this season on their defense. They've got quite a few uh, taxi squad guys as well. Jake Bean's hanging around. He can always come up and make some noise. And yeah, I, mean, prospects. I feel like a lot of these guys that it are... It depends on how well Carolina plays this year and how far they go into playoffs, whether he sticks around or not. If they end up yeah. sucking not doing very good, he'll probably ditch them and go to Boston or something. But I think Dougie Hamilton... Back, not back to Boston. Dude, I don't think Dougie Hamilton's going to go back to Boston. He's going to hit the free agent market. He's going to get a shit ton of money. And Fletcher's going to get... go, well, yeah. I tried, but... Because they're going to lose fucking Aubrey Kubel in the expansion draft and not Jake Voracek, so they're not going to have the money to throw at him anyway. Because nothing ever changes. I think we need to make a trade with uh, Seattle for them to take one of JVR and Voracek. You Borchek. cannot walk away from Seattle with JVR and Voracek still on your roster. At if least one happens, of them. You just it, can't. That that's a failure in my book. If you if you leave, if you go past the expansion draft and Jake Voracek and JVR are both on your team, you failed. I I can I can almost guarantee you that Chuck isn't going to do that. I would love to be wrong. I would like to think he's not, but I, I don't have any faith in this guy right now. Well, if little shameless plug here, I published a piece on Brotherly Puck this week that was basically <laughs> me shitting on Chuck Fletcher the whole time was. Um, was for cool. his lack of moves. Um, it's called uh, Chuck Fletcher's Got Blood on His Hands. You should check it out. Um, but it's basically about how his inability to take any action yeah. is is in fact itself an action that has significantly hindered the team this season. And so I've sort of dropped all of my expectations as to what he's going to do, which is sad because that is quite exactly the opposite of what he was brought in to do. He's not supposed to be the Ron Hextall guy who just comes in, sits on his hands and is like, well, I guess I'll wait for things to get better. He was supposed to be the guy who finally pushed all the chips into the middle of the table and was like, okay, it's go time. That's what management told him. Uh, But he hasn't done that yet. So I would obviously love to see him like give Seattle like a first round pick and maybe somebody from Lehigh Valley uh, to take Shane got or not Shane got despair um, JVR or, or Jake. I do love me some Jake though. Um, but yeah. Do you think they'd take JVR anyway, if they left him exposed considering he's their leading scorer this year? No, so. not anymore. Seattle, I don't the think thing anymore. With Seattle is like I don't think they're going to take any big money voluntarily because because of the flat cap. Ron Francis knows goddamn well that every team is going to get rid of that one guy, and 
hey, why would I take him for free? Why would I take JVR for free when I can say, I'm going to take Albie Gabel unless you pay up, and then I'll take Jake Porchek. Give me a first-round pick, then I'll take the money off the books. I think that's what's going to happen quite a bit this year for a lot of these teams yeah. that don't have that one young guy available. Listen, I think, honestly, as as Chuck, I would if I were Chuck, 2022 first-round pick and Isaac Ratcliffe, for them to take JBR oh, or Jake. Oh, you're partnering Isaac Ratcliffe too? Dang. I like him. He, I, he has no future with the Flyers. Oh, no, not at all. He has no future He's, in the NHL whatsoever. Why? What makes you say that? He's bad. His transition to the program just hasn't been there. Mm. He's one of yeah, those guys he, that is very big and dominated at the juniors, and the second he puts in with the pros, he just... He needs to look up to his big idol forward, which is Sam Moran. Sam Moran, six foot seven, dominated the forward position. We like, always come back to Sam Moran. the learning tree for a little while. All roads lead back <laughs> to Sam Moran. We're going to keep coming back to Shane Goss' fair every time. It's Noah Lee Pod. We're going to go with Noah, with Noah traditions. So Shane Goss' fair is the official player of the Noah Lee Pod series. <laughs> I... I like it, but I also hate it because I forgot this was an episode of Noah Lee Pod. <laughs> we were doing so good. Now she's off again. We were doing so well. Why and would you choose a player that I like? Can't you pick somebody I don't like, like Robert Haig, to be your your, nope. your player of choice so that Since way I can both just like go. You also just plugged your, you also just plugged an article on my uh, <laughs> on my. Podcast. Oh no! What have I done? <laughs> Since, I'm sorry, what were you saying, Dan? Since you both like Ghost, here's a hot take for you. I think he gets dealt with the trade deadline. Interesting. I, I have a I feeling definitely... in my bones that if something happens, he's the one that uh, gets shipped out. I feel like that is... That wouldn't surprise like that. me. I, I just that... think he's an AV's doghouse, even though he's playing again. I just don't think he's exactly loved by this franchise. It's been like four different front offices and coaches. Nobody fucking likes that guy. I think there's more to it than that. He's a fine player, but between the contract the 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 crowded decor which all sucks i just think he's the one guy that if a trade is made pretty much with anybody he's going to be the one going back i feel like i feel like that's a pretty strong possibility and yeah. honestly, like Lawton or something honestly oh, like, no, not Scott. i wouldn't be i wouldn't be too upset with shane gosphere getting a fresh start somewhere else he needs it he needs it more than anybody if i if i'm being completely honest i'd rather watch him like, probably, I, I, I'm very doubtful he'll, he'll be a 65-point guy ever again. But if but if he goes back to be, if he turns into, like, a 30... It was only three years ago he had that 65-point season. But if he turns into, like, a 35, 40-point defenseman somewhere else... If you getting, put him on Detroit, which I was talking to somebody with today, like, send him to Detroit where he can be, like, their number two defenseman and just go out there and deploy him all the time and give him, like, 25 minutes a night. I'm sure something fine will happen. He'll be fine. But as far as here, like, it's just he's not guy anymore. He's your number five guy at absolute best right now. He's not getting power play time because they are still insistent on putting Prolrov up there. Like, it's just it's time to move on. Yeah, no, I I sort of agree. I I thought it was a hot take when you said it, but now that we've talked about it, that definitely seems like a possibility. But I mean, I didn't think he was going to be on the team starting next season anyway. I figured if he was going to be dealt, it was probably going to be I didn't think he was during the, the off season. <laughs> I didn't think Yeah, that is true. I I, we sure did we did dealt. say this last summer. Yep. We were like Shane Gostasper is gone, right? There's yeah. no way he plays this year, right? I was pretty convinced we were going to 
I was pretty convinced that Chuck Fletcher would actually go for Patrick Line. I thought, oh, all this being like really silent had to have been bullshit. something going, something big happening. And I thought, like, the, the bastard's really going to pull off a Patrick Line <laughs> trade, isn't he? And I was like, uh, Ghost is probably going to go. It's probably going to be like Morgan Frost, Ghost. Yeah, except the ask was Provorov. And Konechny, I think. Patrick Laine has one goal in 15 games with the Blue Jackets. Oof. Oops. One goal in 15 games? His last like, 15 talking... games, I guess. Oh, his last... Because I was about to say, he had a two-goal game before. He had two in his like first night there, and he's been shit ever since. He's just been in the doghouse. He's actively trying to get Bill Tortorella fired. I saw that chatter on Twitter before we came on. I guess they lost again, and now he's on the hot seat. Good. I don't really like I John Tortorella. I have mixed reactions with Tortorella. He's my kind of guy, but I think he does some stupid shit like benching Patrick Liney and uh, Dubois all the time. But uh, he's the kind of guy, like, when you need that kind of verbal ass whooping. Did you see Daryl Sutter the other day on Johnny Gaudreau's 500th game? And he goes, I did. Well, I hope his effort is better than his 499th game. And I'm like, yes, that's the kind of petty I live for. I love him. Imagine yeah, that was petty. Our coach. Imagine Man. Vigneault comes out and been like, well, imagine if Travis Sanham didn't turn the puck over 800 times on game. <laughs> yes! I, I was so jealous when Calgary had Darius Sutter. He was, I fucking love that guy. He's old school to the core. Oh, I, loved, I loved watching him coach in L.A. Those Kings I loved teams watching great. his coach. I loved watching his pressers at the L.A. games and being like, man, you are so great. He's such a dick. I love it. God. That old school he's tough like, bullshit. He's not, but he's not like the dick, like like John Torella being like, like telling like John reporters. John Torella's like, just an asshole. Himself. Like yeah, he goes off and he's like he basically tells reporters like go fuck himself without actually saying go fuck yourself. Suter's just an old school like, guy. It's just tough. yeah. Daryl Sutter just kind of goes like, he's like well, you know what? these days. <laughs> yeah, he's ancient. Yeah, he does not look good. No, he <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> I was watching the press. I'm like, Jesus, does this guy, can this guy look any older? He was in his late 70s, am I right? Oof. Daryl Sutter. Oh, he's only, he's only 62? What? You're kidding me. <laughs> he's only 62? What? Good Lord. He Jesus looks like he's Christ, 99. Like fucking keeper. <laughs> My grandfather in his 80s looks younger than him. My grandfather right now is 94 and he looks better than him. <laughs> Christ, man. Oof. Oof. That's a hard one. Well, you don't, Daryl, you don't age well, my man. That's all right. He's got uh, two cup rings. He does. I don't, think, I don't think he's missing. He can't hear us because his ears are clogged with those two cup rings. Uh, how the hell have we gone 53 minutes already? Look at that. Yeah, there's like chaotic people over here. It's because Noah started bringing up random six-round draft picks. Pavel Datsuk is not random. These days, he's pretty random. It's 2021. How long has it been since you've been out of the league now? Like four, five Datsuk highlights from the KHL. They still are on my timeline every once in a while. He could 100% be like, he would probably be Detroit's best player. He's a coyote right now, actually. Well, oh, yeah, but he never left. He definitely wouldn't have been – his rights wouldn't have been traded to uh, Paris if they thought they could bring him back. He's in tight. 
He hasn't played in the NHL since 2016. Jesus Christ. Wow. Time flies. I feel like he just left. Arizona, where dead contracts go to die. They'd have a hell of a team between Hosa, uh, Datsuk, and Pronger. Yeah, like 12 years ago. I'm sure there's other people I'm missing off the top of my head. I think Marin Hosa's contract went there, too. Yeah. I just yeah. said that, Noah. Pay attention. Oh, Noah. Boo. Stop texting. Sorry, God I got to text my coach. Mm. How dare you? Are you eating on the show, too? Jesus Christ. It's a mint. I don't give a shit what it is. How, how dare you? It's my show. I don't give a fuck. Oh, there oh, are ground oh. rules here. And we do not eat or drink on the show unless it is the Christmas show or a select party. And that has not happened yet. I miss the Christmas show. I want to do it again. I've, I I've got far enough away from it. When it, when, it, when it happened, I said, I'm never doing this again. It's been five months. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I need to get fucked up on air. We can do it. We can do it uh, next weekend after the we fly is getting crushed show. by the Bruins and Islanders. Why? We'll be celebrating for the 100th episode of Brotherly Pod, which is coming up soon. We're at 95, uh, I think. Maybe 94, whatever we're at. And uh, so that'll be in a few weeks. And then these two clowns have a birthday sometime in May, I believe, which we'll be celebrating then as well. <laughs> that was the one time I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> oh, God. But then we'll be celebrating then as well. So I got a couple Let's of go. uh, happy shows lined up. But maybe we'll do a Christmas in July, too. Yeah, I like it. Christmas I like it. July. Let's go. Can we get all the pina coladas back out. Just get get eggnog. Get, get Steve back on so I can yell at him the whole time every time some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, somebody fucks up. Steve, you just stumbled over my words. Someone else listen. getting bullied. Woo! Yeah, no, it won't be the bullied kid anymore. At least Steve. <laughs> no, Noah, we'll still bully you. Katie's, you're all or at be, least I will. <laughs> you're all going to be bullying Steve and Katie's going to like have you on. She's going to be like, Noah, guess what? <laughs> you stink. <laughs> I hope your show fails. Uh, doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, only pod is a smash hit, except for that one guy that hates you. But other than that, yeah, but he but he <laughs> follows me, so it's okay. <laughs> oh god! Just think, Noah. Now that I've been on your show, it can only get worse from here. That is true. You can be a regular Noah Pod co-host from now on. Oh. oh. Well, then it would be Noah Lee and Katie Lee Pod. Ain't that a mouthful? <laughs> uh, I think we'd have to keep it Noah Lee Pod. It just rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> Katie Lee Pod. <laughs> Noah uh, Lee and Katie Lee Pod. I don't have enough uh, characters to write that out on Twitter. Just, just Is that enough? The character? Dumb and Dumber Show. Now, that's a good oh my title. God, Big fan of that. Dumb and Dumber. Lee Pod. That could replace this. That could be our three things: dumb and dumber. So you want to do? I feel. I feel like that's a that's a major copyright. I feel like that that's a that's a major lawsuit waiting in the wings, though. So we'll have to come up with a better name. You can do dumb without the B. I don't remember uh, if you were on last week when we talked about this, Katie. But uh, Noah, when I when I die and hand the brand over to somebody, I'm handing it to Noah, and it's going to be Noah Lee Puck from then on. You're kidding me! (laughs) You're already handing him the brand. Yeah, I I put it in my will. What did I ever do to you, Dan? Did I just like? Did I hurt you? I think you know what it is. You're a very good contributor, but Noah's a good mascot. 
We need somebody that can lead the brand. You can post all the words. I'm a brotherly this, puck. This is the face you want to be your brand. Good luck, sir. I'm a brotherly puck. He looks much better now that he's shaved, to be fair. We're going to have to update that picture, by the way, on your, yeah. your chaotic evil. Now you look like a normal chaotic. human again. I know, You're right? gonna take your glasses off. When did you put your glasses back on? Did I tell you to take them off? There you, you go. You set the glasses on the Freeze whole show. Frame. Okay. <laughs> now I put them like on like a minute after you like, told literally him. ten seconds after you told him to take them off, he what? put them back on. Damn it. <laughs> Dan, do you need your glasses? They're right here. Glasses leave plot. Glasses I've got, leave plot. I've got glasses. Holy hey. Jesus, they're dirty. Good lord. When I got Everybody these made, the guy was like, hey. I'll put some stuff on here that makes them anti-glare or something. Yeah, okay, sure, what the fuck ever. I don't care, it was free. But all they do is attract dirt. Mine are kind of dirty now that you mention it. <laughs> Glasses pod. Glassesly pod. Glassesly pod. It's a new spinoff. You can only come on with your glasses. A spinoff of the spinoff show. <laughs> you must wear your glasses while listening to the show. Nick, you can wear your reading glasses and come on air, you old fuck. Oh, that's, that's gonna get a talking to. I'm gonna get an angry tweet I'm tomorrow. Not, yeah, I know, we're all gonna get angry tweets tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not old! I just wanna say, Dan said that. That was me. You can blame me on for that one. It's always Dan. Look at us! Look at us handsome yes. human beings with glasses. Handsome and beautiful human beings. I wanna be the beautiful one. Oh, speaking of hands, uh, beautiful and handsome human beings. Sam Rand? Now that, uh... Well, Michigan's season got stopped due to COVID. Cam so does York that mean Cam York is coming? Probably. Is this Cam York time? Is he signing? I think he's going back. I think the interesting thing here, they have Cole Caulfield now to see how they handle this. Caulfield signed, and he's going to the minors, which I think is interesting. I think Cam York will end up with the Phantoms as well. I don't think they're going to throw him into Cam this right away. With the Phantoms. I don't want to put Cam York into this mess. No, keep him away from this team at all costs, unless things dramatically improve, which I don't think is going to happen without any kind of Ryan Ellis help. So just sign him within the next few weeks. Go down to the Phantoms. That team is kicking ass and taking names right now. Go down there, learn, play with Zegra Zamula and Linus Hogberg and all the forward stars, and then we can, you know, bring up next year and try this shit again. I think he's hurt. Man, I can't wait to see him. I go to the Phantoms next Saturday, I think. I can't wait to say Z- see Zade Wisdom up in the NHL. I can't wait to I see Wade. I hope nobody up. else leaves between now and next Saturday. I hope they don't call up Lazinski. I hope the OHL doesn't start. I already lost Moran. I haven't seen Moran live in years at this point. I was so pissed when they called him up. I'm, I'm excited surprised because they haven't called like, up ah. Zade Wisdom. Can I'm they call him up? Either. They can. Yeah. He's under contract. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't. He's been killing it down there. He Maybe was... they don't want to like mess up his mojo or I something. It's complete and other like trash. Because it'll do something. Like the same reason they put Sam Moran in the lineup. It can't hurt. Our our regular players aren't getting the job done. Like, why don't we see if this guy can do anything? up here than Zade Wisdom just because Tanner Lugzinski has played against, like, guys who are... take? Do them both! <laughs> Why not? At this point, the, the season has kind of turned the... into a... Who cares? You can clean out the taxi squad. Who the hell's on there right now? Clean out the taxi squad and replace them with the Lugzinski wisdom thing, and then make it one game. Let them all come in and see what they do. At this point, just put the whole taxi squad on the team and Tur- see what they can do. <laughs> Turinsky, Andreoff, Bunneman, Prosser... And uh, Sam Rand's right there right now, technically. Oh, just like, kidding. I do not want to see those Prosser guys. Again. Send them down. Call up Lazinski Wisdom. 
uh, who are the fuck else is down there? Wade Allison. Like, let them come up and succeed. What I actually think is happening, for being real here, I think Lazinski and Allison are just going to be given more time, even though they're succeeding right now. They've only played, you know, a dozen games or something, especially Allison. Um, Allison's played five games, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, I think Lazinski's about a dozen or so. But in the, in the A or in the NHL? The a in the NHL. Oh, okay, that's what so I thought. I think they're going to get a few more weeks to grow. And by that point, the trade deadline passes. You know what you're dealing with. So you'll see where they are in the standings. They get the call then. I think I, I, I if they didn't call Wisdom up yet, I don't know if they're going to. I would. I why the hell they... not? He's definitely earned it. Why not give him a chance yeah, before he goes back to the OHL? But um, I I'm surprised uh, keep that team together. I'm that, so good. I'm surprised Carolina hasn't called up uh, Seth Jarvis because. Yeah, he's been he, killing too. he was leading uh, last time I checked. He was leading the entire AHL for yeah. for a bit. He and uh, they called up Drysdale. I think he was the other one that was killing it. Yeah, they the called up uh, Drysdale and Zegras, and they both scored uh, their first goals. Yeah. I think in the same game. Yeah, the in the same shit, game. which is fantastic. <laughs> They've got so much young talent out there. Like somebody has to get good sooner or later. They just never do. Oh, uh, they're gonna get going soon. I like. Yeah. I think Anaheim's going to be right oh, yeah. back in, in a couple years. Yeah, I think in a, in a few years they'll be back in it. Yeah. Not their, sure. Their not rebuild has worked. They have Zegras, they yeah, have they Drysdale. Stars. What a crazy fucking concept. Drafting good character two-way guys this isn't going to work out. What a surprise. I don't think I'll ever get over the fact that um which we'll call it. Ron Hextall drafted Jay O'Brien, and like two picks later, the Rangers took Keandre Miller. Oops. <laughs> that one hurts so much. You know what? You know actually, you know what hurt me so much that night. I remember that draft. I was in Germany, and it was like you should have stayed cultured, there. Are we? Boom! Oh! 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 <laughs> I was in Germany. It was like. 2 a.m. when the Flyers finally like picked their when they picked Joel Farabee and I, I wanted uh, I wanted Joe Valeno. I wanted them to pick Joe Valeno. They didn't. And I then And then I remember when when um when it got to 19, I'm like, okay, Joe Valeno time. Right here, right now. And they're like, another J name, but it's not Joe Valeno. Uh, no, I, I, I would have drafted Condre Miller over Joel over Joe Valeno, but I'd still would have taken Joe Valeno over Jay O'Brien. Yeah. And where they're taking selfies with his, with his better half. I just yeah. leaned back and I realized, I don't think a vast majority of people that have never actually been on this show know what Cardboard Dan looks like. So I'm going to put it on Twitter. Yay. I realize we talk about him all the time and like. Cardboard Dan. Nobody actually has ever actually seen Cardboard Dan before. I remember getting irrationally angry when um, the Flyers took uh, German Rubsov in 2016 because I really wanted them to take Kiefer Bellows. And now Kiefer Bellows is playing on, like, the Islanders' first line. I'm like, see, I was with, right. Uh, Alex Dabrinkat. Who the hell was that one? Was that oh, yes, right Alex Dabrinkat. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, he, they took him in the second round. That was the Blackhawks. Oh, I wanted them to take him so bad. But no one wants to draft a small goal boy. So Montreal finally learned last year that yes, you take the small goal boy. Yeah, that was just deadpan, like no reaction. I, I'm I'm composing a tweet. Noah's just an asshole. Blame him. <laughs> I was no because I I remember how upset I was that um 
we passed on Cole Caulfield twice. Yes. I, yes, I remember that. My dad, my dad was even, my dad doesn't really get into like the drafts too much. Like, like he'll, he'll ask me like, okay, who do you think the Flyers should draft? And I'm like, besides 2017, when he knew, you know, he knew about Nolan Patrick. Um, but like, I was like, we need to draft Cole Caulfield. And he's like, okay. And I remember screaming at the TV, like, pick Cole Caulfield. And like the clock kept ticking down. Like, you don't need you don't need three goddamn minutes to pick Cole Caulfield. Just do it. And we announced the pick and I, the trade. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're gonna lose Cole Caulfield. And then it got to 14, and I'm like, pick Cole Caulfield. And I Spoiler alert, Flyers fans! I was really upset we picked Cam York. <laughs> I I think most I figured, were, to be fair, everybody thought I kind of ex- I actually expected them to take Cam York. He it, like the three guys that I had seen like uh, picked like in that range were Caulfield, York, and then I New, forget who else it was. I think, New, I think it was I, New Hook. New Hook was like yeah, eighteen. New New Hook or Peyton Krebs. One of those. I also want. I wanted either Payne Krebs or I wanted Cole Caulfield. If we couldn't get Cole Caulfield, I wanted Payne Krebs. But my, I, I really wanted Cole Caulfield, but I knew in my heart that, like, that's just not the kind of guy that the the Flyers are known for drafting, and that we probably needed to draft a defenseman. So I figured they were going to take Cam York. Um, and then I was right. I remember so. everybody hated when they picked York, and then like the next day, all the highlight reels came out, and they're like, "Oh my God, we love him now!" Like, oh, God. Where was New Hook? Uh, New Hook was at no New Hook was uh, sixteen. Cool story, bro. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, maybe no. we see maybe we see Cam York in the not too distant future. Maybe he gets a look. I think it depends on what happens the rest of the year. I would assume he goes to the Phantoms first, and if shit either goes completely off the rails in the Flyers and they're out of the playoffs, he'll probably give some of these kids a look at the end of the season. Or if he's so goddamn good, or in the Flyers need some help, then maybe he'll come in too. But I, I think he goes to watch the Phantoms him, first. Watch him do what uh, Carter Hart did a couple seasons ago, where it's like, fine, we'll put him in, and then he starts like, and then the team starts winning, and they're like, well, now we have to keep him in. Yep, yeah. And you ruin the fucking kid. And then two years later, he's having a bad season, and everyone's like, is it time to compare to Steve Mason to them? I was like, son of a bitch. Why? Steve Mason was good. But early career Steve Mason, he was in Columbus. He won the uh, Calder's first year, and then played like shit for like five years before he came to Philadelphia and turned into a superstar. I was like, god damn, that's true. He comes out of the gate so strong, and all of a sudden, you just can't fucking save a beach ball. Like, oh, boy. I did today. It was, um... It was like uh, like Saint Carter Hart's play this year is is troubling. It's 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 troubling to watch, and you know like you don't want to watch your supposed goalie of the future um, struggle like he is. But like he, he's only twenty two. I remember watching a. I don't know if either of you know the hockey guy on YouTube. I've seen but, a couple of his videos. Yeah, yeah I've seen he, some of his stuff. He did a video on Carter Hart. And he was comparing, he was looking at other goalies, other like good goalies who have played like how many games they played by like 22. And Carter Hart has played the most game. Like this is like guys like John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, Corey Vasilevsky. He's played the most games out of all of them 
five, like at the age of 22. And like Carter Hart, like when was the last time we've really seen like a goalie given the starting role at the age of 20? Because Carter Hart was 20 years old when he was date when he debuted two seasons ago. Like, yeah, it's sort of like unheard of. And I mean, I I'm not worried about Carter Hart in the long run. No, I mean, no. This this is just kind of a blip on the radar, like. Like you said, not all goalies by the age of 22 like normally have this many NHL games under their belt. And even the ones that do, like Carey Price, Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson, like they, they go on to recover. I think he's just kind of in his head right now, and there's just the and whole the team, team is in a funk. The, team sucks. Has, the, de- the defense isn't doing him any favors, but... Um, he's had so many different, like... Like the start of his career, so he he started in the middle of a season. His first year, his second year was ended early because of COVID, and his third season is short is a shortened season because of COVID. Like it, and he's playing, and it's not he has had not he has not had one regular like like actual like legit regular season. And I will fucking tell you what. If this heart countdown thing, if we do this for like 15 years, and at the end of the day, he's like 25 games away from succeeding, and it's this season's 25 games of losing, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> I think Carter Hart's going to be just fine. He'll be fine. It's, Hopefully, it's really, maybe. <laughs> you know, Not will, in the Flyers' I, luck, he won't be. I got really, like, I, I was Columbus really game. upset at first because, you know, I, I've been wanting to see solid goaltending from – from a Flyers goaltender, my entire career, my entire watching, uh, my entire watching. Well, if you weren't twelve, <laughs> if you weren't if I four. Was, if I was alive when Ron Hextall first started goaltending for the Flyers, then maybe I would have. But um, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, I was around. I was really, I was really excited to finally see some solid goaltending from a guy who, like, every season you're like, okay, we have a good goaltender. You knew what you like. I I was excited for that, and you know we we don't have that yet with Hart. But I'm sure in a couple years we're gonna look back at this season and be like, LOL. oh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone remember when everyone was talking about how Carter Hart's the problem? <laughs> Gee, how stupid were we? Oh, you hit a nerve there with Katie. No, I mean I mean like. Unfortunately, Philadelphia has a reputation of being a place where goaltenders come to die. So, you know, stuff like this is going to happen. I can't. I can't say I'm surprised. Like, I obviously want Carter to be better, but I think it was sort of unrealistic to expect him at age 21 and 22 to keep up like the incredible goaltending he had like the past two seasons. Like at some point he was due for a fall from grace. I just don't think anybody expected it to be this bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to become like, like prime Patrick Waugh right now, but I, I was, I also wasn't expecting him to be your ECHL backup level. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not wanting, I wasn't expecting to be like, I'd rather have David Ayers in net than Carter Hart right now. Like, somebody put that I, Scott fellow on my timeline again. Scott, uh, Foster. Yeah, there it is. 
What about Rob Zepp? How are you feeling about Rob Zepp? His jersey's hanging on the wall in there. I fucking love it. Really? Wow. Chicago Blackhawks legend Jeff Glass. Who was the guy who we tried getting in that game that one time? And they told us we couldn't. I think that was... uh... I have no idea. Scott guy as well, because he was the one who played for the Blackhawks, right? No, because... Yeah, Scott Foster? Yeah. No. That was the game here, wasn't it? He was a temple guy. No. Yeah, isn't that Scott Foster? No, he's like a weird name. I don't know. But ladies and gents, Carter Hart's going to be fine. Don't you worry. He's bad this year. Who the fuck was that? But he'll be okay. Uh, Eric Semborski. There it is, Semborski. Oh, Yes. That was my second guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it was a weird name. I was close enough. On the bright side, the Flyers should have some uh, negotiating power a little bit when they go to uh, sign Carter Hart <laughs> to his extension. Carter Hart was not going to get paid big money this year. He just wasn't because goaltenders don't make big money on their first contracts. But any talk of that is dead now because it's not going to happen. If anything, you can get him on a nice little bridge deal now for a couple more years of relative mediocrity, which is good. Hey, three by three. It, it, that's what that's what I was thinking originally. It was three by three, but three and a half or something like that. But it, they may be able to snag him a little less now. I actually, someone said, "What what could Carter Hart's next uh, contract look like?" And I was like, three years for one to two million. May, I don't know if I got that. Maybe like two and a half, two point seven. Something yeah, like I don't that. think he'll get one to one and a half. No. I mean, because he does have like he does two, have like a like, whole bunch of games under his belt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. That was a bit low, but like they could, they're yeah, gonna get that's a, that's a big low ball like, right there, Noah. Three by two though, like if I'm Carter being like I could get like three by two, show him what I'm worth, get an eight year contract. Because if you think about it, like three years, that's he'll be under contract until he's twenty five. Get him an eight year deal, God, three and then that's. That's assuming he's playing at like Vezina level. Assuming, ass- then. assuming the best. Assuming he hasn't demanded a trade out of Philadelphia at that point. Assuming that the team Shh. turns it around and Carter Hart turns into what we thought. At age 25, eight year contract. He's he's with us until he's 33, which that I mean that's not a that's not bad. Then he rides off into the sunset. You get big eight year contract where he gets paid. He might get like a like I don't know. He'll probably play a little after thirty three. So I don't like, do. that's like peak goaltender. Most goalies do, yeah. yeah. Like like and then like maybe a I don't know four year contract. Take him till he's thirty seven. Retire as a flyer with five Stanley Cups under his belt. You know, I can, we can only dream. <laughs> okay. It's hard enough to get one. It's hard enough to get one. I mean, it was a joke, Katie. Captain, Sandman. I know oh Noah. Caitlin. That's not even my real name. Catherine. There you go. It's one of the two. Oh, Lord. There are there are only so many nicknames that can that Katie can stem from. Fun fact: my full name is Noahson. Is it really? No. Good. <laughs> you had me for a second. I was like, "There's no way." That would be, that would be really funny. Oh my God. Oh, well, we've gone an hour and 60 minutes. We may as well wrap this shit up. We can continue yelling each other off there if we want to. Shit, this is my show, Daniel. This is my baby. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're on Noah's ugly. time, Dan. I don't give a my shit. My baby's not ugly. 
<laughs> He's got a beautiful little swimmer on the profile. Alright, everybody, oh, this... before no it takes us in a weird direction, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> at Dan the Flyer Fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod, at Heart Countdown underscore to countdown is not existent wins with me. Be back Tuesday with somebody from Winnipeg, Anthony and I are. I don't fucking remember what his name was. He's Connor Hellbach. <laughs> interviewing uh, Connor Kevin Olszowski. <laughs> We'll be here for the Jets on Tuesday. We got Anthony San Filippo coming on Wednesday. <gasps> I love Ant San. So uh, we get to have him back on the show. And uh, yeah, maybe get Shane on at some point this week, too. It's been a hot minute since Shane's been here. Shane, get on the show. And uh, let's get some. Here we go. This is the fucking <laughs> worst Katie. part of my week. Let me take the headphones off. Katie, get your Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at Nolan Patrick, but the A in Patrick is a four. Uh, ch- check Don't out me. my uh, latest piece on Chuck Fletcher and why I'm mad at him. <laughs> Noah, get it over with. The host of the show, Noah Kaplan. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers24 with a PH instead of the F. Stupid. And you can find me at Noah Lee Pod. Noah Insert. Lee Kaplan. N-O-A-H-L-Y-P-O-D. The Insert N-A-H- jab at Manny. And in the P are capital. M-A-N-N-Y. <laughs> oh, poor Manny. Manny, we love, I we love, love you, Manny. It's past his bedtime listening to this anyway. It's went so long, it's fine. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll call it a night. Until next time, goodbye. And don't have a good night.